Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Messy Marriages, sharing stories of messy moments in marriages and how we make the most of our mistakes. We will undress the truth about sex, intimacy, and lifelong love. What are the concerns and questions most couples have in marriage and often go unspoken until now? Host Mark Lucas brings wisdom, authenticity, and practical advice to even the toughest marriage topics. Welcome to Messy Marriages. What a joy it is to have these conversations with you week in and week out. I actually had somebody just this week tell me personally how much this show has meant to them. And I just thank you so much for the encouragement. I thank you so much for the the comments and the reviews that you make in the podcast platforms. It's a joy to be able to have these conversations. It's sometimes not a joy to get messy in front of all of you and uh, to share the mistakes that I'm making in my marriage. But here's the thing. Authenticity is so vitally important in our life to experience the growth that God wants for us in our marriages. We've got to be real. We've got to be honest. We've got to come to a place of saying, Lord, I need you to help me, to guide me. I need to share these messes that I'm making in my marriage. And Lord, help us really learn and grow so that we can really strengthen this beautiful partnership and bond that God would create in marriage. And that's the oneness. It's a mystery. None of us will fully ever understand the beauty of that mystery, but it is oneness. And that's the beauty of this incredible relationship of marriage that God has made. So today on the show, we're going to lean into one of the four laws. I tend to kind of position every show to discuss one of the four laws that we have in marriage. And this law in marriage is the law of priority. It is a law that is so vitally important And so many things impede and get in the way of us truly being able to make our spouse the highest priority above all other earthly relationships. It's God, our relationship with him, and then our spouse should be at that number two spot every single week and day and hour and minute, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes kids get in the way, sometimes jobs get in the way, sometimes busyness and hobbies and activities So many things get in the way of that, but we cannot lose sight of this law. We've got to prioritize the marriage. So I've got Brandon Maurer in. Uh, I've been waiting for this moment because Brandon now is newly married, but I've been so excited to get him in on the show. He's a good friend, and him and Jordan have been married now for five months. I love it. A little more about Brandon. He's a millennial, born and raised right here in Phoenix, AZ. He's the author of the book, Is There a Difference? encourage you guys to go out on Amazon and to check that out and purchase that. He's also a worship pastor, music producer, communicator, and a fitness and health nut. Brandon, thanks so much for being on Messy Marriages today. 
Thanks for finally having me. I'm finally qualified to, in the sense of marriage to be on the show. So thank you. Well, it is. It's fun to have you in, and uh, thank you for yeah getting messy with us. Thank you for uh, obviously sharing what you've learned. Uh, I will say first and foremost, if you're listening in right now and you're like, okay, this guy's newly married. What in the world will he ever teach me about marriage? Uh, stay with us because he teaches me things about marriage and. I've been married 18 years, so whether you've been married listening in right now for 50 years, praise God, that's fantastic, or you've been married for five minutes, uh, you can learn something from this conversation today. So let's just kind of jump in to this law. We get this passage in Genesis 2, 24 and 25. It says this, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. This is where we get all four laws, but we get the specific law, the law of pursuing each other. So kind of walk us through how this already is playing out in your marriage to Jordan, and let's just kind of dive into this conversation. Yeah, I think it's cool that we're talking about the law of pursuit, a priority um, for you and I right now, because... Um, I dated Jordan, as you know, Mark, for three and a half years, long distant. She was in California going to school, Bible college, and I was in here in Phoenix uh, working, and we had to date long distant for three and a half years. We met in college. Two months later, I came to Phoenix, and we had to make it work. Um, so for those of you who are have a, a son, grandson, you are in a pers- at a place where you're dating long distant, it's possible. It can work. But going off of what you said, uh, it takes pursuing and it takes prioritizing 1,000%. I would say even more than if you live together because you have to consciously make a decision to call, FaceTime, buy a flight, drive out, even if you're an hour away, like just making time for your significant other. Um, But now Jordan and I are married, like you said, and we're still learning how to pursue. We're still learning how to prioritize. Um, She has a job that sometimes she works nights. And I have a good friend of mine who's not Mark Lucas, who's another good friend of mine, um, who... I never said you could have two friends. That's true. Okay. Jesus had a few, so I'll have a few. It's okay. You're not Jesus. But I'm like Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm his son, like father, like son. messing with you. Yeah, Yeah, no. Um, I have a good friend who his wife is a nurse and she works from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. And he works 6 a.m. to like 2 p.m. So they have complete opposite schedules and she's sleeping when he gets home. So he should be talking about prioritizing a pursuit. Um, So I get it to where uh, it's hard and I'm not the expert on how to pursue. Um, But I think what I've learned in five months and three and a half years, uh, just a few things about this is, um, make sh- I'm talking to myself here. We're making sure, Jordan and I are making sure uh, that we are uh, not putting one, lo- our, like our love currency, not putting it in one basket, not all of our eggs in one basket. And what I mean by that, because that might sound really weird and confusing. So what I mean by that is this. I believe personally, and I'm a guy, so I'm saying this as a man, that sex is not the end all be all. Um, I think I've even experienced this in my marriage. It can get dangerous if we are only saying, well, my spouse loves me if and when 
he or she is intimate sexually with me. Um, I think when you are serving your spouse throughout the day, even text messages, doing chores, um, cleaning, whatever, literally whatever it is, that's showing them love because you're serving them. You're selflessly giving up something you could do or can do at the moment, and you're, you're doing something else. Um, and then when it comes to the bedroom, whether it's at night or morning or whenever you do it, um, that's a bonus. And that's a, it's incredible when it happens. Um, but I'm learning that that cannot be the only time. Like, like in the sense of if I don't have sex with my wife tonight, that just clearly means she doesn't love me. It's like, what, why? Like, where do you get that, Brandon? Well, because she didn't have sex with me, and I thought se- it's like, no, 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 no. But she, she, she took out the trash. She did the dishes. She cleaned up. She picked up the kids. She. It's like, oh yeah, I appreciate that, but 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 that still, I appreciate it. But she didn't have sex with me, so she doesn't love me. It's like, no, like she's showing you love throughout the day, and then if you get to have sex, awesome. If you don't, well, you know you're loved because she served you. Well, what happens if she doesn't serve you the entire day? And then you don't get sex. Well, then you might have some other issues going on. But uh, that's something I've been learning to not put, to not have your love currency be all in one basket, to kind of spread it out and to know that you're loved even if sex doesn't happen. That's what I'm learning. Yeah, there's a lot in that. And I've taken some notes, as you can tell. Uh, let's just kind of tackle the first thing. So define love currency. I've got some thoughts, but I want to hear from you. Well, kind of like what I said, putting, putting all. Uh, all of it in in one, just like I, I have, I have. So only saying that you just have one currency. Correct. Okay. And okay. You put it in one spot. Yeah. So so there's a big paradigm shift and a big moment of clarity when we understand that there's so many different ways for us to receive love and to show love, mm-hmm. and it's not obviously just putting it in one basket. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm tracking. I'm with you. So I think. You brought up sex, which is great because now our ratings just went up and more people are listening as well as the producer, Jeremy. So in the process, it's this understanding that, yes, sex is beautiful and, yes, God has created sex. So what we're not saying here is that sex is gross. Correct. Okay? Sex in marriage is amazing. Yes. And you're saying that and I'm saying that, okay? And all of those uh, that are listening in right now are saying it's amazing in the context of marriage. But what we are saying is that we shouldn't just put sex into one basket that says when we have sex and only when we have sex, I feel like he or she loves me Mm -hmm. in my marriage. Correct. So one of the things that I would like to kind of dive in in this pursuing prioritizing the marriage conversation is – What are some different ways, because you also said this, and this will maybe kind of tee up this next part of the conversation. What are some different ways? Because here's the reality. It's Captain Obvious statement, but the reality is this. Quality time versus quantitative time is two very different conversations. So sometimes we feel like, well, we haven't had quality time together because we haven't had a lot of time together. Quantitative. Well, here's what I'm saying by that. We've got to be clear with our spouse. Okay, in the midst of being crazy busy, when we do these things together, the love currency and what's being deposited in my heart, I feel loved by you. So even if we only get X amount of minutes a day to be able to have kind of that two shifts, the not example of two people working opposite shifts and they never see each other, even if we only get a few moments together, 
if we can really create some habits and do these things together or speak this way or have a moment to give gifts each other or a handwritten note or whatever it is or physical touch, uh, whatever it is, I feel like you love me. And I feel like that's really a part, a big part of this conversation is we've got to get to healthy communication and dialogue to say, okay, Jordan probably has higher up in the five love languages physical touch. So she's wanting to lean into that, which is good, because that's the way God's made her. And you, what is your highest love language? Probably words. Okay. So with words of affirmation, words of encouragement, you need to have moments that are genuine moments where Jordan, your spouse, is speaking into your heart and saying, hey, here's what you mean to me. Hey, when you did this, I'm affirming or speaking confidence over our marriage by sharing with my heart right now and saying, Thank you so much. And through my words of text or verbal words that I'm speaking to you, I just need to share this with you because this means and you mean so much to me. So share some thoughts on that because I think at the end of the day, not putting all of our love currency into one basket is great. And we need to really continue to share some clarity on that and wisdom around that, but also identifying the other different currencies that we have and making sure that we're really kind of distributing all the different currencies to a degree throughout our relationship. So just some thoughts that you have on all that. Yeah, I think, I mean, for parents out there, I'm not a parent. Um, so forgive me for talking uh, talking to parents right now, but hopefully you can take something away from this. Uh, my dad taught me this, and, and he is currently a parent, um, is you don't, you don't parent the kids the same way. Every kid, you know this, Mark, as a yeah. dad, you have three awesome kids. You don't parent your oldest like you do your youngest, not because they're two different genders, but because they're in two different stages of life. They're two different personalities. They're still a Lucas, but they're very different. Right. Um, and so I say that because now talking from your question, um, when it comes to spreading out how you're showing love to your spouse, um, every, every I feel like every time, actually, you know what, I'll just say this. If you've dated before you've gotten married to other people, before your wife or husband, you, it's like the kid. You can't treat them the way your exes were, like at all. Like you, it's that's probably very dangerous to do, because um, that's it's that's that's not good. Um, they could be similar, but they're not the same. And so I think learning your spouse's love language is so important. And that's what I'm learning, especially as Jordan is physical touch and quality time. That's her top two. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of for a male. Those are awesome because sex is quality time with her. Um, and, and, and then she's also getting fulfilled by physical touch. Um, but I think, uh, I think a lot of the time too, I like to, uh, think I'm giving her time when we're on the couch together watching a show. And then after the show, she'll be like, all right, babe, let's, let's go cuddle or something. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like we were just watching our show (laughs) and she's thinking, no, 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 we were together watching the show. But we weren't together watching the show. Exactly. And it's like, what the heck? Um, And so I think just learning that. But like I said, knowing your spouse's love language, knowing how they're wired, knowing how they think, how they work, so that not for you to control them or to be intimidated by them, but to serve them best, to know how to love them best. Because you know this way more than I do. That's what it's about serving your wife, being like Jesus to your spouse or your husband, and um, you know, re- taking the time to, 
to 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 learn them. I mean, I know I've been married five months, dated her for three and a half years, but I think maybe you could even attest to this, Mark, that you're still learning your spouse after 18 years and plus. 100%. My, my parents have been married almost 30, and they're still learning each other. I didn't think that was possible, uh, especially because I've known Jordan for over six years, but only have you know married five months, um, but still learning. And uh, I, I, it's 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 fun if you let it be fun, like the journey of getting to know them. If you just get frustrated, like I've gotten frustrated. Sorry, babe, I love you. But getting frustrated because something's not happening the way I want it to. Um, I just think the, the the joy of learning whatever you need to learn in that moment with your spouse, is it just takes it away. It's like, Brandon, stop. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, that's well said. I think one of the things, I'm going to go back to the sex conversation, because again, I want people that are listening in to to share this <laughs> and get excited about the ratings. Uh, one of the things that I think guys really are bad at this, and I'm just going to pick on me and pick on all the guys listening in, we think intimacy, and we tend to just go to the physical. Yeah. So we tend to just kind of live in the place of, we need to be more intimate, and we need to pursue one another. So pursuing one another and having that as a priority must be physical intimacy. And again, and not just all guys. Obviously, Jordan's in that space, and there's a lot of ladies that are married that are in that space. But there's more. I don't just want to put it into a box with just one facet of intimacy. There's emotional intimacy. And you might be thinking, like, if you're a guy right now, what is he talking about? I don't have emotions. No, I'm just joking. So, But <laughs> when you think of emotional intimacy, it's how do you connect with your spouse's heart? Mm. How do you ask questions that really gauge the temperature of their heart? Hey, what right now is has been frustrating in your week? Or, hey, what right now in your week has been amazing and you've been super stoked on and passionate about that begins to kind of show you the temperature of your spouse's heart, and that creates emotional intimacy. There can be intellectual intimacy, really understanding in our minds, how are we intellectually connecting and having conversations that are intellectually stimulating intimacy? That's something that we need to gauge and really lean into. I love this one, and this one kind of gets off the radar, doesn't get a lot of shout-outs. Uh, experiential intimacy. So like even just today, I sent you over, I don't think you can make it, but I purchased this, and I can't make it now, but I wanted to create a cool experience for Tammy and I. So at Tempe Town Lakes, as we know, there's this beautiful water lantern where you light up these lanterns, and you come together, and you light them, and you send them out into Tempe Town Lakes. Well, that's creating a really cool experience for you and your spouse. That's creating beautiful intimacy for you and your spouse. You're creating something that's new, an experience that's never been done before, and you're creating beautiful moments to connect. Then there's the physical, and that's the one that gets talked about all the time. So I just want the listeners right now to really ask themselves, okay, how are you doing when it comes to the experiential intimacy, creating experiences? intellectual intimacy, emotional intimacy, and really gauge that and work on those. When you hear those, which one do you think right now that maybe you could lean into a little bit and grow? And then which one right now are maybe you doing a killer job at? Yeah, I think the experience one, what's that? What is, what's the word? 
experiential experiential intimacy i didn't know the intro part the experiential intimacy i think it's kind of cool right it is kind of a cool word um that's going to be my my dancer name experiential um (laughs) but i think that's something i can lean into 100 percent um especially with our schedules sometimes she's at night sometimes she's in mornings as she works i'm morning or afternoon um so yeah i think creating moments to where we can have the quality time but it's it's more of an experience than just a show, uh, like watching a show or um, having dinner. You can have dinner with a friend. You know, I think doing something that you can just share with your wife, creating like when we were dating, we had moments where her, only her and I experienced because we were intentional about every time we saw each other in person, we had two days or two hours. Sometimes I'd fly up to L.A. just for the day, have lunch and fly home because that's all we had. Yeah. Um, and then to answer your second question, I think the physical sex is what we're kind of excelling at, yeah. uh, especially it's your first year of marriage. First too. year of yeah. marriage, and I'll even <laughs> I'll even say this because I'm proud of it, and I think it's it's by the grace of God. But you do not tell me how many times a day. No, no, no. I thought that's where you were going. <laughs> no, okay. no, no. Jordan's gonna hear this. I know she won't want to hear that. So, no, yeah, I'm joking. She, she she's counting though because it's good. <laughs> but um, I I I think the sex is good not because we're young, you know people who like to have sex i think one of the big reasons is because we chose to stay pure sexually we were both virgins when we got married um and that's all to the grace of god and his strength but um so i think doing that for i'm i'll be 24 in a couple weeks so almost 24 years going without having sex and then getting married and then now i'm allowed to have sex in the in the will of god type thing Mm -hmm. is you just there's just nothing like it yeah it's awesome I love that. So as you listen in, there's a lot to take away. I think one of the things as well in the remaining moments that we have on this, I'm going to go Greek quick, and it's hard to do Greek quick, but I'm going to do it quick. There's kind of a a cool visual triangle that I want to give the listeners right now. And just envision in your mind right now, wherever you are driving, wherever you are right now listening in, uh, think of a triangle. And the bottom layer, when we look at the words love in the Bible, the bottom layer is this word agape. It's this beautiful, unconditional John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one only begotten son. The word love there is agape. It's this unconditional love that God has for us as his children. And in marriage, we can strive to be able to kind of lean into the love of God and to be able to reflect more and striving for more of this we'll never do it perfect, this unconditional love that we get for the spouse that we have in marriage. Uh, Phileo is a word that's the next part. So the base of the triangle is agape. The next sliver up in the triangle, the middle part of it, is phileo. And that's this brotherly friendship-type love. That's this partnership-type love. That's creating this best friend in you in your partnership of marriage. Then the top is this word eros, which is where we get the word erotic in English from. And that's this physical part of marriage. That's this physical sex that we've talked a lot about in marriage. So my question is, for the listeners and for you real quick in the closing moments, is how do you cultivate all three of these but understand that the physical eros is just the top of the triangle? And we know that a triangle flipped on its head isn't going to stand very long. So if you're just basing your marriage right now on physical sex, it's only a matter of time where it's going to fall. It's only a matter of time where it's going to feel like, you know what, we don't have enough to withstand marriage long term. We've got to flip the triangle upside down or right side up, actually, and put the flat part down and say, you know what, 
our relationship with God needs to be the foundation. And then our friendship needs to be that middle layer. And then our physical, eros, erotic attraction needs to be the top. So just in the next kind of two minutes, some final thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a that's a very loaded question. I know. It's like so Sorry. loaded. <laughs> um, I mean, so I'll take scripture, 2 Corinthians 6, um, I think it's verse 14. It says, don't be unequally yoked. And that can be in business, that could be in many things. But when it comes to marriage, there's a reason why God wants you to marry somebody who shares the same Christian beliefs as you. There, there's, that's intentional. It's not for God to take away your fun um, in that area. And I think the reason why is because of the, the bottom layer of the triangle. When you have two people having the same values and beliefs coming together before you get married, you're immediately going to connect, which you said you build that foundation from the Lord at the ground. That's going to that's gonna hold a Christian marriage. If you have a Christian foundation before you come into the marriage solo, together as you become one, you're going to have even a one plus one is not two in, the, in God. One plus one is a stronger one. Mm-hmm. So you have a firm foundation with God. The second part is you you gain to now know each other more intimately. You can know each other spiritually, physically, emotionally, experientially, all this stuff. I think I just made that word up, but all this stuff. <laughs> and then from that point, you get to now experience each other physically because, I, again, this is a longer topic, but I believe sex is where where you and your wife or your husband you will be the closest you ever are, as you know, with, with somebody on the planet, no matter if they're your spouse or not. That's the closest you'll ever be with a human being. And so there's a, there's a, well, this is another conversation, but there's a soul tie, holy soul tie in marriage that's can, that makes you one spiritually when you have sex with your spouse that can never be broken. And that's where God's trying to get to, but don't get to that unless you have the foundation in Jesus first. Oh, so well said. Thank you, Brandon, for being my guest today. Thank you for tuning in to Messy Marriages. We will talk to you real soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to Messy Marriages, a show dedicated to making the most out of your mistakes. Mark would love to send you his weekly Marriage Monday video. Please go to marklucasradio.com and sign up for his weekly marriage video. Follow him at Mark Lucas Radio on Instagram.